So are you from Memphis? Yeah, I'm from Memphis. Is it, can I drop you these? level down? Just a hair. Yeah. I don't like my voice. Oh, you got a good voice. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just not a fan. Um, yeah, from Memphis. Uh, born and raised. And grew up right uh, by Winchester, right off Winchester, behind what is now World Overcomers Church. That, oh, is that what the Statue of Liberty, Statue of Liberty thing that's the so giant. fucking wild, man. Memphis yeah. has some weird attractions. Or not even attractions, but like it's that thing, the Buddha. Uh mm-hmm. used to be that boot over off of Lamar. I don't know if you remember that or not. You nope. might be too young for that. And then uh That was a shoe store, right? Yeah, it was a shoe store. I wish they would have kept that. It was actually pretty cool. And then you know the house over here on Mount. Oh, that weird blue Does house. It, yeah, yeah, it's by the Buddha. Yeah, it's some weird shit. Yeah, but I guess yeah. that makes Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, and I like Skateland too. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah, with the big thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they used to have the dancing girls up at uh, where the Gold Club is at now. Those right. legs. Oh or whatever. yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. Damn, Tony, yeah. you got the best memory to fucking anybody, man. <laughs> like, damn, that was the best. I remember that because I always used to ask my mom, "What is that?" When we used to pass it, she's like, "Nothing, oh, nothing." No. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you don't need to be there. And then I remember one day we were <clears throat> all right there at American Way and Mount Pariah Way, dead into the Platinum Plus, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is when they first opened it. So there used to be a protest out there. Like the people was like the little signs. Oh, wow. Like no exploitation, no porn. And I asked my mom, I was like, what is, what is porn? You know, I'm like 13, 12. Oh, wow. She's like, or, no, actually, I think I was even younger than that. And she was just like, no, no, no. I don't know what that is. Don't, uh, don't pay attention don't to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I promise you what, we never went that way ever again. Yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, Memphis is pretty cool. It's a great city. I hate when people just that live your shit on it. Just right, because, 100%. And then they always like, oh, if I could move to, say, Nashville or wherever. You know, it's not it's not the destination. It's you, man. Yeah. Or not, not specifically you, but like, yeah, yeah. it's the person. Like, if you're a shitty, terrible person in a miserable year where there's so much different things to do, mm-hmm. you're not going to. You, sorry. You're not going to. You're not going to get along. I mean, you're not going to mm-hmm. find enjoyment anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's I, I bartended for a very, very long time and people. Who moved here at that time would always, uh, they w- would typically move, and I'm not knocking it, but out east. That would be their initial reaction to go out east, to go to like, you know, Cordova, Carville. And they would always come downtown. And that's where I worked. And they would say, like, we hate it here. Everything, you know, like, well, there's nothing to do. And I'm like, well, I mean, check out where you're living right now. I mean, at that time, this was like, Oh two, oh three, there there wasn't anything to do out east, and they got some bad information from the company that sent them here. Um, and at that time, it was probably FedEx or something like that, because that's where their headquarters is. And so they, you know, it just goes to show you if you don't do your research, maybe you're living in the middle of nothing, and uh, and then you become miserable, and then you relate it to the city instead of like looking at your surroundings or or just looking inward. Uh, at, at you as a person, like you were saying. Uh, so that was always, that was always tough. And I tried to convince them. I was like, Hey, just, you know, move closer in. Where, uh, where did you bartend at? Uh, a lot of places, Gordon Biersch, which is no longer around. Um, it's where Majestic is now. Mm. Uh, and then before that, or I'm sorry, after that, uh, Swig also no longer around. It's where Silly Goose is now. Yeah. And then finished up at, uh, South of Beale. I stopped around 2018. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was there for like nine years. We definitely yeah. wait south of Beale. Is that where Kaylee, Kaylee worked? Yeah. yeah. Kaylee worked. Oh yeah, you know Kaylee. Yeah, I love Kaylee. Yeah, we used to go. We used to go downtown a lot yeah. until we started this podcast. Yeah. Well, it wasn't until he started the podcast, but like. We go down every Sunday, and we usually make make one of our stops to oh, cool. see her and stuff. You know, yeah. like yeah, she's she's cool, man. I like her. She's and really Kaylee's good people. Yeah, yeah. She's still uh, yeah. She's is with SOB. Yeah, she's yeah. back down there. Yeah, running both of them, right, or something like that. Yeah, uh, she does like their accounting. Mm-hmm. I've so never been to the, the new one out here, but I heard it's nice. East, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's the old interim spot. Okay. So where do they put the iris? Where's iris going? Oh, I don't even know. I saw a picture. I don't know where it's at. East Memphis somewhere. Yeah. Oh, it's out east now? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know it was out east. Oh, you know what? Maybe, don't quote me, but I think it's in the Sandlin Center where Fox and Hound used to be. Like in that little shopping center. Oh, maybe. By the Kroger and stuff. Yeah. I would say they're where the Grove used to be, uh, but I'm not sure. Um, Yeah. He's always moving around. So speaking of things to do in Memphis, what made you decide to do your event? Uh, the Grand City Coffee Expo. Yeah. Uh, so in 2018, I was at the Science of Beer at the Pink Palace, which is their one of their big fundraisers, and it's just where uh, different um, beer distributors, not even really breweries at the time, because we didn't have any. Of the, well, we had Wiseacre was around, and definitely Ghost River, but not as prep present but anyway it's the whole thing um i was there and i was looking around i was like well this isn't really my speed anymore i wasn't a big drinker anymore uh, i was phasing out of the whole the industry and i was like man it's really cool if it's coffee because i was getting really big into coffee um and i wanted to learn more about coffee uh doing that whole thing um and i had been talking with uh charles at dr beans who they're a, a shop downtown as well as a roaster and um, I was like, you, you think it'd be cool if we had a coffee event here? And he was like way off into it. So he was like, yeah. So I started looking around and there wasn't an event like that um, within uh, until uh, there were two on the East Coast called uh, one was called Pour, which is now No Filter. And the other one was called the Charleston Coffee Cup. And so I was like, wow, I mean, there's definitely a market for that, I think. And so did the first one in 2019. It was at the Memphis College of Art in Overton Park, um, which is now no longer there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was awesome. We had like 500 people oh, just damn, showed up awesome. in the middle of a monsoon. And I think anytime Memphians get out in the middle of rain or any kind of inclement weather, then, you know, you may have something. Uh and uh it was great yeah we had uh eight vendors so eight roasters and or shops uh and it was so much fun so we were gonna do it in 20 obviously uh that didn't happen uh so we postponed till 21 we had the second one at wiseacre downtown and it was incredible there was uh 600 plus there uh we had 12 ish vendors uh, it was the first time I, I started reaching out beyond Memphis. So we had uh, Frothy Monkey from Chattanooga and Nashville, um, Honest Coffee from Nashville, and Rishi T from, um, they're from Milwaukee, I believe. Uh, and so it was it was pretty incredible. Um, just a response. And then, so this year, it's, it's November 5th, uh, back at Wiseacre. Um, we're gonna have 15 some odd vendors. It'll be the biggest one yet. 
Um, and just the coffee scene in Memphis has just grown exponentially since I started thinking about in 18. I mean, if you go down South Main right now, there's seven shops. I mean, that's, that's a lot of shops on one street when in 2018 there was one, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so, uh, and that doesn't count any of the shops like outside of downtown. I mean, uh, since then, like, uh, uh, Memphis Grindhouse Roasters has opened. Muggin has opened. Um, man, uh, Coffee Central, Square Beans has changed owners, so they're they're they're, they're doing it right now. Uh, man, it's just so many um, comebacks. Got a new building coming. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty incredible. Just the scene. Uh, we're we're kind of growing up. So. <laughs> How wild is it to think that you had an idea in your head and now it's a reality? Uh, it's, it's, it's been a trip. Uh, uh, that's kind of what I like about Memphis is that anybody who has an idea, um, there's really no one here to tell you no, it's just up to you to either do it or fail at doing it. And then, you know, you just can't be afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's a trip that it's, it's happening and the response from not only the, the guests that have come to the expo, but also just the, the vendors and like the shops and roasters that, that show up. They're just incredibly passionate about what they do. And that's infectious. So is this yeah. for, is this just for um, like independent grower? I mean, not growers, but vendors like the ones, not like a Starbucks or something like that. I, I have never reached out to Starbucks. Um, it's really, uh, it was meant to highlight the, local local coffee community um there is a group called the memphis coffee community that does an amazing job of of that on social media everybody should follow them um but uh and so I tried to stay away from uh more of the corporate atmosphere and stick with the local people uh not only local to memphis but local to uh, the region right now um uh, next year I'll probably reach out even further uh, to a couple of different ones. There's there's amazing coffee in Northwest Arkansas with Onyx and Meteor, um, and then uh, in Mississippi and Alabama have some incredible uh, roasters and shops as well that uh, hopefully we can get in, in the city. So I'm trying to make the expo kind of like a once a year gathering of um, just people in the mid South, like that have been doing this, that is, is pretty cool. And that we can be kind of like a Mecca for that would be awesome. That's yeah. This cool is good. <clears throat> Your thing's going to be like, um, the Memphis made brew fest or whatever, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like yeah. it's got like 75 vendors now like, uh, it grew from like the Memphian scene. And now it's like, na it's not nationwide, but like you do have people from like Oregon coming. Right. But I guess that would be nationwide, but they, they used to live here. So like, you know, but like, it's insane. How, I think your event's going to be really big. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm going to check it out for sure. Yeah. Well, please do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a blast just building it. And, uh, the, uh, the expo benefits protect our aquifer. So the proceeds go to help, um, POA, uh, protect our water supply, which is so vital here. I mean, it's again, Memphis, like people, I feel like take our water for granted, how good it is until you go outside of Memphis and then you drink the water and it kind of tastes funny or it's cause they're having to treat it so much. Um, uh, protect our aquifer is working to, to, 
uh, do everything from it. They started because of the TVA, the Allen plant. Um, they were building a new um, um, natural gas power plant uh, to replace the coal one that's out there. And they uh, were going to use our drinking water to cool it instead of the recycled gray water that they were supposed to. Anyway, so POA started a guy named Ward Archer, uh, started the whole thing, and uh, they essentially got that uh, that whole process shut down. So now they're using um, the gray water, and they weren't able to drill wells into our drinking water that would essentially pollute the drinking water with the coal ash there is, is when you have a coal power plant there's some like coal ash ponds around from the um the waste and that was getting sucked into our water too and so we don't want to end up like so many spots across the world that there we have we have an aquifer that's and the water in there is two thousand years old it's so deep and it goes below the sand layer which is what sand and clay layer which is what makes our water taste so good it's mm-hmm. natural fil- filtration um, whereas the other spots, um, a lot of it's groundwater, a lot of it's um, uh, polluted water, and some of it's run dry. There's a huge aquifer in the middle of the country that's about gone. Um, South Africa, they're done. They've got no more water, no more aquifer. Um, and so we're like POA is working to stop that. And so anyway, whole thing is you can't have good water without or you can't have good coffee without great water. So so that's why. We benefit them. That was a whole long story about that. I think a lot of people take for granted, just here in our country, take for granted that we have clean water in mm-hmm. general. Like, as you go, like, we're, well, not really where we were just at, but there's some other places I've been, you can't touch that water because you'll get completely sick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, like, when we got to Columbia, <clears throat> we got to the Airbnb and I grabbed a glass and put some water in it and started mm-hmm. drinking it. The guy that worked at the house was like, oh, um, he's like, you know, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Everyone's like, did you just drink the water? I'm like, yeah. They're like, Hopefully, be careful. You, yeah, hopefully yeah. you don't get sick. I didn't even think about it because I was mm-hmm. so used to just coming in the house, grabbing it's a glass, you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like here, we can just drink straight out of the tap. Other uh, Tons of other places, you can't. You have to, uh, like, like our, uh, when, um, uh, during the ice, I think it was during, it was 20, 2020? The oh, winter of the boil. The, the boil. boil yeah. Yeah, that's that's very normal in a lot of cities. We freaked out Damn. because we we don't have to do that. A lot of cities, you got to do that. Yeah, I'm sitting here boiling the water and trying to drink it. I'm like, this is so bad. Oh, I can't drink this shit. Right. I'm going to drink it because I don't get sick. Mm-hmm. And here he is, <laughs> just gallons, <laughs> gallons at a time. But I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, don't fine. Don't drink. Don't drink my boiled water now. He's like. Bro, you're not going to. Oh, my God. A, like, a lot. Of, I think that was like there are some there were some polluted spots, but that was more of a let's tell everyone to do it like because of these thing. rather than just saying if you live in this area, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, just to be safe. Um, Another thing I heard about the you can correct me if this is wrong or not, but weren't they trying to drill in certain areas that were like um, was it like Frazier or something like that? Or not drill, but for the like, pipeline. Yeah, the Bahelia pipeline. Yeah, and Boxtown. Yeah, is that what the the what is you called the POA? POA got to step in on in that too. Con, in conjunction with uh, MCAP, which they it was a Memphis Citizens Against Pollution. I think if I nailed that, that's awesome. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Um, but they formed um, 
uh, MCAT formed because of this, because of the Bihali Pipeline, and POA came in and also uh, assisted in it and had multiple meetings. So it was a Valero Pipeline that was going to be run through Memphis through a a poor neighborhood called mm. Boxtown, mm. and they v- Valero was just thinking like, hey, you know, we can do this. Like, yeah. no one's going to say no, and then people said no, and it's no longer happening. Well, I also saw one um, rendition where it was going through like Collierville or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was just like, oh, you could you could easily run it through here instead if you want if you want to run to the box out. There there's there was a route that was proposed originally that was just going to be too expensive, air quotes, um, for them to do it. And so that's why they were going to go through Boxtown. Mm. Um, and if there's one thing about a pipeline, it's like, um, you ever heard uh, it's a bad analogy, but basically um, a pipeline is going to leak. Yeah. yeah. There's two types of pipelines, that, those that haven't leaked and those that will, mm. you know, and, and or those that have. Uh, and uh, so it's going to leak. Something's going to happen. Um, there have been tons of examples. And so. POA's involvement was was really too preventative to make sure that uh, uh, if and when it did leak, it, it wasn't going to go right into our water. I mean, that's again, it's so crucial. Um, but yeah, so that's not happening. It's amazing what greed can do. Hundred percent. You know, yeah. it's just like if it makes dollars, it doesn't matter who it affects. Mm-hmm. Unless it's their family, then they probably be like, no, yeah. no, don't do that here. Of course. But like, if it's just some lesser area or lesser people in their opinion or mind, then there's a fuck them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. They, yeah. I wonder if they really thought they wouldn't get so much pushback. No, there's no way. If they thought that they were going to, they wouldn't have done it. They, they got so much bad press off of it in just through the area. Honestly, yeah. it was probably not worth their time. They had to spend even more money to do more um, research and, and things like that. So, so yeah, they probably just built the other way. That's the beauty of the Internet, though. Oh, 100%. Because without the Internet, that probably would not have spread like mm-hmm. wildfire. No one would have known about it, and then mm-hmm. they would have done it, and then people would be fucked because our water would be messed up now. Internet and social media. There's a, a social media account called... Uh, uh, milk doodles i forget her real name but she did an amazing animation of what that pipeline would look like going through uh, memphis it, and that caught fire that mm-hmm. was like i know for a fact one of the most um engaging uh posts that were made during that whole thing really uh, she killed it it was amazing wow yeah yeah without yeah without that then everybody just you know, either turns a blind eye or doesn't even think about it because they don't know. Yeah. 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 Cause like I said, there's a lot of bad that happens online, but I think that's just small pockets of people. Right. And there's right. a lot of good people like what you're doing and what the, uh, what do you say? POA, POA is doing. Yeah. yeah. Like that's beautiful. That's yeah. What we need they're more incredible. And those people, yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And they, they, uh, up until recently they were just, bunch of volunteers giving their time really yeah they've recently hired been able to find funding and hire they're officially a nonprofit now and they've hired an executive director and an ops manager and so they're they're growing that's awesome. so absolutely absolutely until then like even to to drill a well in memphis so to to use the water like a golf course right they're one of the biggest water users in uh probably the world but in in memphis definitely um it, to, to drill a well, they just 
had to go in front of the uh, board. It's a water regulatory board, and the board can't tell them no. Their only job is to give them permission. Wow. That they don't they don't say no. It's crazy. So um, uh, POA has worked to um, establish some sort of regulatory committee uh, to uh, to be able to say, no, it's probably bad or like don't tell the farmers and, and, and people like that. But like there, there's going to be eventually some sort of water tax mm. um, to be able to drill a well. It only makes sense. Because uh, then that money can go towards research about should we be drilling this much, um, how to protect the water when you're drilling, et cetera, et cetera. There's, that there's no money for right now. So, yeah. There's so much you don't know, man. Like, mm. not you. I'm just saying. No, no, like, no. Like, hey, me too. <laughs> like me. I love learning. Yeah. Like me. Like when I hear somebody talk about something that knows a lot, I'm like, fuck, I don't know shit. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm the tip of the iceberg with when it comes to POA. I, I've done work with them for so long. That's why I know this. But it's like. Uh, osmosis with me i yeah. just absorbed but like the ed and then like ward archer i mean the president of the board uh and the guy who founded it like he literally wrote a an article for memphis magazine a while back about the aquifer and it was the first like thing that i'd ever seen about it and and so like they're they are way more educated than i am yeah. they could go on for you know, literally days. <laughs> well, how come they keep on allowing all these bottled water to come yeah. out? Like, because, you know, eventually it's going to run out of water, right? Like South yeah. Africa did, like you said. Sorry, uh, it takes a long time to recharge our aquifer because um, it's got to seep through the soil, et cetera, et cetera. Like I said, our, our, our water is literally 2,000 years old um, and it's free of plastics. So talking about bottled water, that's the big thing is like um, not only like pumping it out, putting it in the bottles, but those bottles are plastic. Yeah. Where's that plastic going to go? You know? Mm-hmm. So working with that, but also like Camores, um, they're, uh, they've got them or Nestle, one of the two, there's a North of Memphis, there's a water bottle or a water. Yeah. A water bottle facility that, uh, I know POA has visited and we're kind of talking with them about their, uh, usage <laughs> so hopefully uh something comes to that whether i mean they should literally just be paying for it you know yeah yeah because nestle has like some kind of contract for their i don't know if nestle has osaka or it's one of the brands you know mm-hmm. but like dude like they're like emptying reservoirs out completely yeah. in california and then you just move to oh, the next yeah. one and the next one yeah. like why are they not stopping it from happening before it happens again like yeah the journal I, I listened to a podcast from the the journalist, like the daily something. And they just had a, a water episode uh, about California and Arizona and Las Vegas about how much of a trouble they're in right now mm-hmm. um, with water and the discrepancy between states on. It's super interesting to me on how they're going to, because right now the, the only law that regulates who gets what water from where. So it's the Colorado river that fund or that yeah, funds most of them with water. Um, the law that says how much like California can pump versus Arizona is like a century old <laughs> and things have changed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, California's still got a ton of people, but Arizona, and then they said Las Vegas has in the past 20 years, their um, population is increased by a million people. 
Wow. And so they're going to use a whole, whole lot more water. I mean, and plus imagine on the hotel pools and stuff like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's one thing you never think about is water running mm-hmm. out. Like, you know, your water dries up sometimes, you know, and it comes back. Yeah. But like, I've been seeing so much on like Nat Geo and stuff, like mm-hmm. all these pictures online of like how it looked like 10 years ago. And now you can see like where the water's receded. And right. Like, you know, like. Right. And I did you, I don't know, you guys heard about this where it's some lake or something like that. They've been finding a bunch of dead bodies. Oh, right. From, like right. the mafia. Yeah. Like it's dried up so Probably much. like mead out there. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a trip. Yeah. yeah it's like, I, it's I, insane. I did see like stuff the like water's yeah. so low. Yeah. And then they found like two bodies. Two, mm-hmm. and two, uh, sorry, like four bodies. Two were in like oil barrels. Ah, I believe Oil it. drums. I'm like, oh, it. shit, man. Yeah. No that's old Vegas stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably. That's probably. Crazy. Man. It's a trip. Yeah. Sorry to, sorry to depress on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a, no, that's such a good, bummer that's of a good thing. information, man. I mean, uh, like we need, we all need water. Like yeah. we're going to die without it after so many days. Mm-hmm. We're all drinking it. And right. like the right. whole thing, like I always go back to this. It's like, if you see somebody in the desert and you gave them and they were like about to die, would you give them a million dollars or some water? What do you think they're going to fucking take? Right. That just shows that's our life force. That's what we all need. Right. And for these people to be pollutant with like, oil or whatever mm-hmm. they're trying to do or pop plastic because like i hear there's like a big island in the middle of the ocean just right. plastic it's just crazy that we as people do some amazing things but then we destroy the the one thing that we need right you know this planet yeah yeah, yeah. right 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 well Turn. think about like 100 years ago when all this stuff was just going straight into the water mm-hmm. like there was no regulations at least we have something now yeah, or it's getting better definitely. yeah you know but like i can't imagine living 100 years ago when you're just driving and like ash is coming out like right. from factory you know as you're walking by and shit. right that's crazy yeah definitely yeah it's such a trip so how did you get into what do you say you're a producer or engineer uh engineer yeah so yeah. what's the difference between an engineer and a producer oh uh, it depends what genre you're talking about um so and what i typically am involved with is the like rock americana world okay um and I work at a studio in Midtown and that world, uh, a producer, uh, guides the vision of say it's an album of the album, um, versus the engineer. They're the one typically setting up mics, um, pushing the buttons, um, uh, doing all of like the, you know, analytical side of things, uh, making sure levels are good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are a lot of times, but it, depending on the budget of the project too, uh, some, some projects can't afford a producer and an engineer. So the engineer kind of de facto plays producer as well. Mm. Um, and so that is usually the, the difference in, in those two roles and what I deal with, uh, the majority of the time. If it's in like the hip hop pop world, typically the producer is the engineer um, and the producer has made uh, like the quote unquote the, the beats or stuff like that. That's that's where things get a bit more confusing um, uh, because uh, just on separating the two, um, I get a lot of questions. And do you produce? I'm like, 
yes, but maybe not <laughs> in the way that you're asking. Mm. Um, so, cause I don't make beats. I don't, I don't do anything like that. I do record hip hop, but uh, I'm giving a track and I'm cutting vocals to it and, and then mixing the vocals in the track. Um, so we're in that, in that, uh, example, like the artist would have the vision. Mm, I'm more of a, like a work for hire type situation. I'm not super tied to it. Um, so that's just the, the different examples of producer versus engineer. Um, and, but I'm typically just an engineer. Like that's what I like doing. I like mixing. That's kind of my world. Um, I do a lot of live mixing as well. Oh, wow. Uh, Really? So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I try to think of myself as like a mix engineer. Yeah. So do you like take like you, this drum needs to be lower or higher Mm -hmm. or this guitar needs to be this part right here instead of right here? Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I don't do as much arranging. Okay. So that would be moving guitar parts around. Like I'll make suggestions to artists and things. Um, but typically I'm given, um, given the recordings, the multi-track, uh, whether any, any DAW or just the wave files. And then I just the levels as I see or the equalization compression, put effects on it stuff like that give them the mix track or i can master it as well so you're like the final touch uh sometimes if i'm mastering it as mm-hmm. well yes i'm the final touch uh if someone else is mastering it i'll send that to the mastering engineer and and they will do their magic so mastering is the final edit Ma- mastering is it after okay. after it leaves the mastering engineer it the the track is done gotcha uh-huh yeah tip i mean Obviously, things can be done in, in different circumstances, but typically, yeah, that's it. That's the last step. So how does, like, I've heard, like, Kanye West will go back and change stuff after it's been released. Mm-hmm. So how is he doing that? He's just going back. Well, I don't want to speak out of turn, but my guess would be he is going back to the multi-tracks. Okay. And changing it. And then, so it's good. And, and uh, hip-hop is a, is a different world than what I usually deal with. Um, so he's definitely going back to the multi-tracks and maybe he doesn't have a separate mastering engineer. Mm. Um, so he can do the, the master himself. So it's not as much of a process for him to change things. He's, he's such a, like a, uh, kind of like a, he wears hat, like tons of hats. Right. Um, and usually, people in that world do wear just tons of hats and it's, it's, they do it all. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, he's going back to the multi-tracks and like moving a beat around or, or, you know, changing some effect or raising and lowering something. Um, so when you're like listening to music, are you very critical? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, as when I, I got a degree in this and one of the professors at one time said that, uh, uh, prepare to have your music listening uh, completely wrecked, <laughs> basically, because you'll just pick it apart. Yeah. The more you know, kind of thing. I mean, it's just like anybody, just like a filmmaker. They're staring at a film. They're watching it in a completely different way. Uh, a painter, you know, mm. if they're looking at a piece of art or something like that, they're looking in a completely different way than, than or any any job, really. I mean, my dad's a, uh, has been in basically like product management for so long uh, that anytime he's in a store or whatever, he's like, why do they do it this way? I'm like, dad, just chill out. That's fine. 
but yeah, so it just, I feel like it's in any craft, uh, you're going to analyze it completely. Different. Yeah. So did you, were you in bands growing up? No, no, I've never been in a band. I've been, I was in the band, like marching yeah. and like, uh, different, uh, like symphonic bands and things like that. Jazz bands. Um, but, uh, but I, I've never been in a band. <laughs> so what pushed you to go to that, to that, uh, part for school? I have no idea. Honestly, I still can't remember <laughs> how I did it. I went into school for architecture, uh, at Mississippi state decided I didn't want to do that. And then came back to Memphis and stumbled into recording hmm, somehow. I, I truly cannot remember. That's so wild. Like our paths we take sometimes. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've tried to think about it many times and nothing happens. <laughs> so would you say your true passion now is coffee? Oh no. Music, music, music is definitely hundred percent, hundred percent. The coffee expo is like my passion project. I got you. I, I call it cause it's not, it's not for profit. Yeah. Like I don't try to make money off of it or anything like that. Um, but my like passion in life is definitely music and I've been doing a whole lot more, um, like music supervision, which is really cool, uh, for films. So it's where you go in and you pick the, um, you talk to the director and you kind of pick the music that mm. goes in it, uh, outside of the score. So, okay. um, uh, and more and more music isn't, oh, I'm sorry. More and more films are not. Uh, being scored they're being it's like previously recorded music so um so if you watch something you've seen a whole lot more they're called like needle drops uh to where it's like if you're watching the latest like marvel movie outside of uh the score um big orchestral stuff right there's like in uh what uh captain marvel right um I forgot what's called. Yes, yeah, Cadmore. Uh, they used um, like No Doubt. Uh, like, uh, okay. Obvious. I'm just a girl. Drop. Oh yeah, on Disney Plus. Yeah, 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 or yeah. Um, and so um, that's what a music supervisor does. They're in charge of uh, kind of like picking the song that fits the moment, and then going out and getting the rights to that song because that is a very complicated process sometimes. So John Williams does like the. Score. Star Wars stuff, and, mm-hmm. and we would consider doing what the Marvel intro is. No, what the Marvel intro. That's orchestra, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, score. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. John Williams is an incredible composer. He uh, he's retiring. Yeah, he. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing one more Star Wars mm-hmm. movie or something like that. Yeah, I read it. that. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I was like, damn man, he, yeah. he's, he's he's up there. Yeah, he's like he's been doing it like my whole life. Like, you yeah. know, I'm 42. I was like, man, yeah. he, as long as I've known, he's always yeah, been up man. music something. Superman. Yeah, exactly. That's my favorite John Williams scores is, is the original Superman score. That's still incredible to me. Yeah. Oh, he did Superman. Yeah, I didn't like know that. that. Christopher Reeve one. Yeah, yeah. like super, the original Superman one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, would you listen to like a score on a road trip? I have. Yeah, a Gladiator soundtrack or the Gladiator score. I think y'all is, like, be one friends, of my favorite. Man, yeah. I was about to make fun of this guy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, "This bitch about to make fun of me." We were, me. Going, yeah. we were going to Columbus, and he puts this <laughs> fucking Gladiator music in. I'm like, "Come on, well, man, we got to do better." So this is like when I was working out, right? To like. And we're driving. So we were going like 10 hour drive to watch a fight, UFC fight. Hmm. And he's like, what do you have? And you're, you know, I think it was a CD, right? Yeah. I and I, like, uh, I put it in. He's like, listening to it. He's like, 
where's the, I was like, that is the music. He's like, yeah. It's like him walking in the fucking field. <laughs> He's like, dude, this is instrumental like, music oh, from the Gladi. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, yeah. this is what I can listen to. This is what I listen to at the yeah. gym. I don't know what to put. Oh, man. And then he put fucking John Legend on. I'm like, wait, what are you trying to fuck me, man? That's what the okay. fuck are you doing? It's <laughs> okay, too. That's okay, too. But no, like, he was like, you don't get to choose the music anymore, man. Just, uh, I, I got the music. I was like, uh, I need lyrics. I yeah, yeah, I have to it hear depends. lyrics. Man. It depends. Because he loves techno music, and I'm not a fan of techno music. So, like, I forget what the music's called in Colombia. Um, Cocaine music, pretty much. Well, yeah, whatever it is. So they, they do this. It's called uh, Tootsie, which is like pink cocaine. And um, like everywhere we went, like everybody was doing it. Like not me and not him, obviously, and not, none of us, right? But like I was like, first off, I don't even do coke in America anymore. Last thing I'm going to do is coke in fucking, you know, from, off some street corner, right? right? And um, I mean, it looked interesting. But I was like, yeah, my last, my last move. I'd rather be for have fun and be right, all right, fucking. Right. I'd rather be alive. <laughs> yeah, you know, like geeked out for two days. I was like a little ball. But like, the music is like so fucking catchy, and I hear it everywhere because like I was watching some reels earlier, and I noticed it in the background of the reel. So I went down to the music thing in the reel, and I and and you, all the other reels are like, oh my god, like I just can't get it out of my head. Huh. It, it's just so. It's like. Yeah, like even like Beyonce's new album is kind of that kind of music. Yeah, because oh, okay. when yeah. I came home on Monday from work, um, I was like, well, you listen to the the Colombian music? He, he's like, no, that's Beyonce's album. I was like, man, it sounds just like the music we were listening to the whole wow. weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, I, pre- I would imagine Drake's new album is probably like that, too. It's okay. kind of like that. I haven't listened to that. that type yeah, of it's, um, I'll, I'll send you a link, like a link yeah, to it. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear some of that stuff. It's, man, it's like, I, don't, I, don't, I love it. Yeah. You know? And like... Even like even their um, thumbnails all like drug like related, you know, no. like, it, like the the Tootsie drug has created its own music culture. Oh wow! And so oh. would that kind of be like ecstasy and MDMA for like? Yeah, I can see that. Uh, house and trance. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of like what? scene, like the house music. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Because you know, yeah, the club kids from the yeah, York, back like, in the day. Yeah, like, I always think about Blade whenever I hear that kind of music. Yeah, you know, so that Blade party. scene where they're <laughs> yeah. all rolling and you know, and they start yeah. the blood comes down. Uh-huh. Think about that times ten thousand. Okay, like yeah, every yeah. club you went to, it didn't matter where you went, the restaurant. Hmm. They had a speaker going. It was like do 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 do. Weird. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're trying to yeah. brainwash us while right, we're there. Right. Yeah. No. No. Send it to me. I check it out. Yeah. That's for sure. awesome. I, I like. I like hearing new stuff. So what are you doing with film? Uh, typically, it's audio post-production, so everything. Um, the films I, I usually work on are like indies, so smaller budgets, so I have to wear a lot of hats. Um, and so uh, this, anything from like dialogue cleaning, editing, uh, ADR, Foley sound design, um, and then the final mix. Uh, I'm actually... Uh, after I leave here, going to mix uh, some score for a film I'm working on. It's a Bulgarian comedy. It's kind of super random, but but it's it's cool. I've never this is my first foreign language film to work oh, on. Oh wow, so, really? Yeah. So it's a trip, uh, uh, and it's uh, yeah, just not knowing what they're saying is, is kind of yeah. Fun. <laughs> like, is that supposed to be there? I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It, 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 Do you know uh, Nick Manakavi? Manakavi. How do you say it? Manlavi. Manavi. Manlavi. Manlavi. He used to work at uh, Pontotoc in Silly Goose. Oh, okay. 
And he used to do, when P.O. Press was around, he was like the bartender mm. up there. Yeah. Really nice guy, but he's doing a, a movie. Well, he moved to Atlanta, but him and his buddy Fred are making a movie here. Cool. And it's about like a line cook and a front guy. Yeah. Both one's on heroin and one's on coke. Perfect. <laughs> I think it's, very, it's called Order Fire. That's the name of the movie. Sounds very industry appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that show? The Bear. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is it? The Bear. I don't know. It's, it's on Hulu. Incredible. Oh, is it a new show? Yeah. It's like industry life, like oh, living, okay. like working in the industry. 100%. And I was going to ask somebody that actually, I know it actually works in as oh is God. it true? And I said, you, you can, Yeah. yeah I, I watched that show and I, I had to stop in the first episode and like, come back to it later because oh, I was, I was it, it was just it was it's super intense really uh it's and it's an incredible show it's it's truly one of the best in my opinion representations of the service industry huh. out there as far as a show goes it's incredible i have to check it out yeah it's so good that's the episode seven is the one that like everybody's like it was hard to watch oh wow because of like tickets keep coming off the printer and you're just yeah Back in the day, we'd have like server dreams, like just nightmares of like <laughs> it won't stop type stuff. Yeah, and apparently, like cinematically, that was all one shot. They they it was the whole episode was was one shot, Damn. one camera move. Yeah, crazy, right? No, so, but I have had dreams of like my work. Like I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I just haven't. It feels like you haven't left work. You, can't you know, get away. like yeah. what the fuck. Yeah, and then you yeah. wake up and go do it again. Yeah. Like, it's so frustrating. <laughs> so what do you call it in TV or I guess movies? Cause I love Kirby enthusiasm mm-hmm. and like, I can hear like, it's obviously Larry talking, but mm-hmm. it's not in the scene. Cause I guess there was like too much sound or something. What do you call that when they go back uh, and record it again? So is he on screen when he's talking? No, no, he's like, they're showing like the back of his head and you can hear his uh, voice, so that's ADR. It kind of off. That's ADR. Uh, it's called it's automatic dialogue replacement, but there's nothing automatic about it. I have no idea where that came from. It's the most arduous thing or can be the toughest thing that you do. Um, so that's when, so that's easier if his back's turned to you. So you don't see his lips. Yeah. Uh, the harder version of that is if they don't get, um, like, you said a bunch of background noise. Um, so if somebody say like we're standing on the corner mm-hmm. in the downtown Memphis, there's no way any of that dialogue is ever going to be used in the film. Cause th- no matter how amazing the mic is or how badass the location sound person is, um, it's going to be need to be 80 yard. So you bring it in the studio. Um, um, it's in, I think an in industry they call it like a looping studio. Uh, but you bring the actors in, uh, typically separate and they're watching themselves on the screen and they get uh, a piece of paper of the lines that they said. And usually the reasoning why the, uh, they have to do the ADR just so that they know. Um, and then they try to match their lips and so and as well as the performance on the day and that's that's really the hardest part yeah is like because sometimes so i did all the adr for bluff city law when it was in town oh really? Oh, that's cool shit yeah man. it was awesome um and typically there's at least a day in between them coming in and doing adr since they shot it sometimes it's the same day but Typically, at least a day in movies, maybe months. So they've lost that character. That character's gone, like mm. in what they were feeling at that time. So they have to get back into that. 
Um, and these are actors like this is this like sometimes it's a crazy ass character that yeah. they've never like that they would they're that's not who they are. So it's tough. It's very, very tough. Um, but for something like Larry David, who and I don't want to say it's like the easiest thing in the world for him, but um, uh, that was his back was turned to you. So he's not maxing matching his lips. Yeah. And he's playing himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so he probably walked in the studio and just did it. I actually saw uh, do y'all know um what's it called? It's this new show. It's Ryan Ryan Reynolds and Rob I'm never gonna pronounce this last name. Mac, oh Mac, welcome to Rexham or something like it that. It just came out, right? Yeah, yeah. On Hulu. Yeah. Or FX. Uh it's a incredible show, huge soccer fan. Um but um it was interesting because talking about ADR, they in one of the episodes Adam Project, that film on Netflix that he just did. That was good. Um, oh, I heard about and that. And so yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really solid. I like it. Um, and so the, this was filmed in 20, so the Adam Project hadn't come out yet. They were doing post-production on it, and I could tell they were doing ADR, but it was super interesting to me because um, for things that were like just huffs and puffs and stuff that really didn't need to be synced to his lips, uh, Ryan Reynolds had a mic on attached to his iPhone um, with like a pop filter on it and was doing those noises in his phone as he's watching it. And I'm sure he's probably like airdropping it to the <laughs> computer that's right there, wow. which is such a trip like that you can do that now. And <clears throat> in the qualities there, but you know, huffs and puffs and yeah. things like that. And like, yeah, I can see doing that. Um, so uh, anyway, but that was a whole, that was a much longer story for ADR, yeah, right. but ADR is a pain in the ass basically. I don't know if I would ever want to watch TV with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 I shut up. I, I don't. Because you'd be like, you'd be like, but you won't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, unless something's completely egregious. Like, I don't, I don't say it a lot. I know I'm arguing with the TV, you know, mm-hmm. so like, no one wants to watch TV with you. Uh, I know. I know. I'm just saying like, we can, <laughs> yeah. well, like, I'm gonna, like, he'd be like, like, no, like, each other out. Yeah, <laughs> but like when you, when you are watching a show, like mm-hmm. he asked earlier, like, are you like constantly like that's fucked up? That's wrong. That's a mistake. Oh, you know, I guess I can or work. You just notice it. Yeah. So there's a thing in um, just a phrase, suspension of disbelief. That is as a as a um, audio and film. That is our job mm. is to to continue the suspension of disbelief. So to keep you in the moment I in the film. And the minute something stops that like you hear a sound that's like completely different or like you heard that vo that Mm -hmm. um or that adr that you were like it sounds like he's in a different room yeah completely um that is that will takes you out of it and it takes me out of it completely there was this remember that movie um (laughs) such a dumb example um hansel and gretel Mm -hmm. the remake with jeremy renner and I forget the female. I, I, I do remember. It. I remember how it was. Bad a, it was. It, and they turned Hansel and Gretel into a horror movie or like a Van Helsing type movie. Like they're like going after the monsters. Anyway, <laughs> it's such a bad movie. But yeah. um, what made it worse for me, I was watching it and they were walking through the woods and one of the characters walked past a tree and it was like the tiniest little twig that broke. 
But the sound they put in was like a tree had fallen in the forest. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's horrible. I don't know what happened there, but I, I, I had to like walk away from it and come yeah. back. It was just, it's just bad. I was like, how did they get by like QC? <laughs> so you know, like with the, the, you know, young rock is coming to Memphis, yeah. right? Are you going to be able to, are you trying to get a work Fingers on that? Crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I've like, put out feelers to try to get the ADR on it. Um, Cause that's the only thing like I would be hired for would be the ADR. Um, it's the same. It's, it's NBC. So bluff city law was NBC. Yeah. So I've got a connection there. Um, so hopefully I know they're doing a, a lot, if not all of it at Graceland. Um, oh, wow. Really? Graceland now has like some sort of production studio over there. Um, it's part of like the guest house and the new buildings that they built. So I don't know exactly what they have there. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward for the young rock to be here. Like that means oh the God. rock, you might see the rock on Beale or something like, yeah, you he's, know, like I don't, I obviously you're not gonna go party with the rock. Don't get me wrong, but you never know. You might be just walking on the shop on a Tuesday afternoon on Beale street hell yeah. and you just might run into him. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, it's the rock. Yeah. I don't freak out over celebrities very often. I would freak out over that dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the fucking rock. He man. seems like a, such a good guy. Yeah. Like, very positive. Very positive. Very yeah. like, seems like he's doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, it's, it's like you don't see a bunch of crap come out about him. Yeah. And it could very easily like that's the Internet. We talked about it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm pumped for Young Rock to be here. And, and it highlights like Memphis wrestling, too. Yeah. Which is I feel like sometimes such like a niche uh, part of our community <laughs> that doesn't get as much, especially the old stuff, like the fact that he kind of, he spent some of his childhood here yeah because his dad was in the memphis wrestling like scene net like a lot of people i don't know people should watch memphis heat the documentary memphis heat uh it's a documentary about Memf- Me- wrestling in memphis oh really i didn't know that oh, my God, wrestling yeah, yeah it's i mean tons of people came through here rick flair hogan like all them like ran through the city at some point are wow. you friends with um dustin star uh I know Dustin. I wouldn't say we're we're friends. We're he was uh, he was on our podcast um, awesome. like maybe two three months ago. He's good people, yeah. and he was he was talking about man. I hope they do some of the show year and like you know he didn't, he didn't know nobody knew right. And then boom, a whole season next next mm-hmm. year or whatever is going to be yeah. filmed here in Memphis. And they moved up production, so which you rarely see on stuff like it's usually delayed. They moved it up, so it's starting like next week or week after. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That they. <laughs> Low key, the the rock actually, or the rock's people, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's people, <laughs> um, contacted the. He needs a gym to work out in, and the owner of the gym that where I go, he he's been contacted. Oh to shit, see. that's so, legit, man. Um, that is cool as shit. I'm hoping, man, it would be awesome. <laughs> you know what they do? Whatever you work out, you do, and then fucking rocks like throwing seven hundred pounds of <laughs> with chains around his neck and. <laughs> You know, got, he's got like the battle ropes, but they're chains. Or something. Well, like his gym, Die in Paradise, like I guess it is house, mm-hmm. is like like eight thousand square feet. I don't doubt of, it. Of just like nothing about weights. Like I don't doubt it. I'm like holy shit. How about the XFL? I mean, that's his thing. Yeah, that's gonna be really cool. See, I really forgot a bum that Memphis didn't get a team. Yeah, like we, th- I would <laughs> thought for sure we would have gotten a team. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? When we got off the plane in Columbia, waiting for our bags. I saw Jim Drucker Miller. Remember him? Mm-hmm. He used to be my boss at Ajax at Miller Coors. Oh, wow. And um, I was talking to him for a second, and we always talk about um, 
his days in the X, X, XFL. Cool. Because in the NFL, man, he really didn't get a shot. Right. They drafted Peyton Manning, uh-huh. so he goes second, and then they traded him right. to the 49ers. He was second to Steve Young. So they traded him from there. They traded him to Miami. Dan Marino. Marino. Yeah. You know, so it's like he just never got, I mean, he was in the league for like 12 years. Or wow. So he gets like the pension or whatever it is. Good. And the insurance, you know, but like, well, he, and made- he also told us, because we always asked him this, like, how come you didn't go broke playing football like everybody else? And he was like, because the money manager guy that I became friends with actually took care of me. That's like, awesome. He like looked out for me. That's like, incredible. So like the NFL, you know, and now in the NFL, you have to go through money classes, mm-hmm. some kind of money literacy classes. I think yeah. I saw it on Hard Knocks at some point. Yeah, they and like were... they educating you because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you you're 24, so oh. you you signed your first contract, oh. your max three years, right? Yeah. For like say 20, uh, 15 million, I think is the max is. Then your first contract after that, it's where Patrick Mahomes got 503 million for right. 12 years, something, right. whatever it is, right? Imagine being not even. 30 yet and you got 401 million dollars guaranteed money in just transferred into your bank account dude you gotta have a lot of people around you that is stupid around you first one one they're just around you because you know you you're the guy and then you gotta have a lot of people inside that inside circle that's actually there for you it's it's crazy and that's the nfl dudes look at the nba guy man those guys are making younger so much money my favorite meme of all time is the one where he talks about LeBron, <clears throat> LeBron James being drafted at 18 mm-hmm. and, you know, no dad, all comes mm-hmm. from a poor neighborhood, sh- n- nothing. And then he's given, what was it, $28 million at his 18th birthday when he co- signed that contract or something. And he could have gone both ways, but he chose oh, the right, good way, right. you know? So, like, right. he's know. a good example. He definitely is a good example. Somebody, somebody was around him doing yeah. the right things, you know? I mean, shit, he has the LeBron James school. Mm-hmm. That's big all by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a whole production company. I mean, he's he's doing it. Space Jam sucked, though. Yeah. I don't care who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan was much better. What was yeah. so bad about it? It was just terrible, man. It, is it same. because you saw the original one and that's what you're putting it up against? No, I don't think so. I, everybody, maybe that's, maybe, maybe. That's probably good. At, yeah, maybe. But, like, you think it's going to be LeBron, so you think, you know, first of all, I'm going with the bat of the I don't like LeBron mentality, anyways, mm. right? But I do like him. But like, it just wasn't as fun. Like, maybe because I'm not a kid anymore. Right, right. Yeah, there's a chill move. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. But like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just had high expectations. Sure, for sure. It. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. That's fair. That's fair. Not everything is for everybody. Yeah, that is that's the way I look at stuff. Very true. Yeah, and like I don't like to shit on people because they're doing something. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that don't do anything and mm-hmm. they want to knock somebody for trying or doing something. Right, 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 right. It's right. just like what you said about like the coffee thing. Like you're gonna either do it or fail. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. just it's entertainment, man. Mm-hmm. Somebody's yeah. gonna enjoy it. I mean, it still made a lot of money. I think. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and that that was a yeah. I hope it did. I don't know. That was a pandemic release, so that hit what. HBO and the theaters at the same time. I don't know. Did that hit theaters? I'm not sure. Um, but it probably boosted their Black Widow went both right. Yeah, and then that she was like one of the first ones. Yeah, and then she sued yeah. uh, <clears throat> Marvel because she lost a bunch of money in the theater. That's where our contract was stranded. So now mm. all the contracts are stated 
movie at home and movie yeah, that's total so ads. Smart. Yeah, you know, yeah. because she had a point though, because she it cost her like twenty five million dollars yeah. per paycheck, and a lot like, of people gave her shit for it, which is yeah. that's stupid. Like, I would want my money too. Uh, me too. Like, don't. I, don't i mean that that wasn't a fair gig like but and no nobody i don't think it's honestly anyone's fault because mm-hmm. no one could have predicted this yeah but she had a point and, and like you said she she now has set a precedent for moving forward if that happens for other people which is great i like watching like stuff like that like at home but mm-hmm. some movies i want to go to the theater 100 like you know i still haven't gone watch top gun maverick mm, I was just i'm about to definitely maverick. gonna go watch that in the movie theater oh my i goodness. got like i think maybe like a couple more weeks left oh before it goodness. comes out and that'll get re-released at some point yeah I'm sure like next summer or something that thing it's so good yeah that, that that's his best movie ever tom cruise's best movie ever like year. performing uh or like I'm m- sorry, money wise money. Yeah. and performing and also he they said it just it's number two for domestic box mm-hmm. office in the in in the forever, mm-hmm. it just uh, unseated uh, Endgame. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Who's number one? Is it Titanic still? I have no idea. I'd believe it. Because that movie that made thing, so much and fucking money. It ran money. for so long. Like that was back in the day too. But like pre digital. Yeah. And the the VHS was two VHSs. Was it? I yeah, I remember that shit because I had it. Wow. Two VHS. You had to get up and change the VHS. <laughs> you really did. Oh man. So look, back in the day, we used to go watch Indian movies. Like the, like this one guy owned a movie theater. It's is there out there in Bartlett. <clears throat> and every time he would like get like a, I don't know if it was bootleg or however he got, but he got it. So mm-hmm. he would tell the community, "Okay, hey, come up to Indian." Cool. You know, the movie was so long that they would it would be like a. Go to like there would be like a intermission like on the screen it says intermission. <laughs> like you need to go pee or whatever you need to do now and then we had to come back i wish we still had that and yeah and then like you come back and you know that movie starts back up right it's like clockwork I'm like, yeah Damn. i wish we still had that because i mean these three-hour movies that's a long time. it's tough on the bladder yeah well i know you got to go so i don't yeah, want to take no up too worries. much more of your time i like to ask three questions yeah uh one question is there's this whole thing where they're talking about giving flowers to people. So, like, you give people a thanks while they're still alive so they can, like, some appreciation. Hmm. Who in your life would you give appreciation to? Uh, can I pick, like, a small group? My family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My family, yeah. They've always been, I'm lucky that they've always had my back. Like, trying the Coffee Expo thing, they were the biggest supporters. They have volunteered at every one. Like, no questions asked. They just ask me when it is so they can take off work. So, them. 100% mom, dad, sister. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We need that, man. We need a core group of people that are on our corner. Because mm. there's so many people that don't have anybody, man. Oh, yeah. And to have multiple people is just yeah. a blessing. Yeah. Like I said, very lucky. Yeah. I'm very, I consider myself extremely lucky with that. And the other two questions mm. are, what's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Uh, advice. Uh, well, don't let anybody tell you no. Mm, good would be my advice for for people. Yeah, don't let anybody tell you no. And then Mark, I'm hoping to be able to do something big with music and just help people with music, like uh, this music supervision thing that I'm I'm trying uh, hard to get into right now. Um, nothing makes me happier. So when you are able to place a song in a film, um that gets the artist money mm. and and right now musicians 
Uh, I mean, they uh, everybody had hit with the pandemic. You know, musicians got hit real hard because they couldn't tour. Um, at least uh, the musicians I know, they couldn't tour, um, and that is where the bulk of their money comes from is touring now because you don't make money off of uh, streaming. You don't. Uh, no one buys anything anymore. Like like no, I mean at vinyl that's great but how many vinyls have you know it's gonna take a lot of vinyl (laughs) to equal what cds or cassettes used to be yeah um and so that's just not there anyway so uh, they made a ton of money off of touring couldn't tour so that hurts but what has come from that is much more tv shows and movies are being made and the money it's called sync rights synchronization rights um, that's to put uh, music in front of uh, any kind of moving picture. And so the money from that is huge. I mean, tracks like that Kate Bush uh, uh, running up a hill oh, for man. Netflix. Wow. I mean, set her up. She's done. Mm. Jen, I, it, <clears throat> and she owns the Masters. She oh. owns uh, the sync on that. I'm 99% sure I read that. And so did it if she made the right deal she got it um to change you can you can change someone's life by with something like that so that's what i want to do i want to be able to to help musicians and just get their music placed in in spots that matter so yeah that's yeah. how i hear about most of the music now is i'll shazam a song through a tv show or 100%. movie yeah and that's so cool that we can do that because i've yeah. done that multiple times um, well, how does Shazam even work? Like, dude, how does it know? Like, dude, it's algorithms. Man, and things because beyond that's me. how I got the songs down in uh, Columbia. Oh, I when we listened to it in the speaker, like the house speaker. I was mm-hmm. like, man, what is this? Like, you know, I've heard it like a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and it, it popped up like instantly. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck does it know? It's insane. How does it know? Like. I've asked so many people, how does it know? Everyone's like, it just knows. <laughs> I'm like, all it, right. <laughs> it's an algorithm. Uh, I mean, embedded in music is all kinds of things, metadata, things like that. Um, I, I don't think you can listen. There are these things called IRSRC codes embedded in the, the wave file. I, I don't think, oh, who knows? Uh, I don't think that's what Shazam's listening for. I don't yeah. think that as you listen to music, these numbers are popping out. Yeah. But it's digital. It could. You know, so I don't know. I, I'd be curious to learn about it. I'm sure it's a quick Google. <laughs> yeah, does Shazam, you know, that um, that Columbus trip we were talking about where you were listening to that fucking Gladiator music. Mm-hmm. Matt Marcy had that iPhone. He had an iPhone before we did. And he played got like, um, fuck, who is it? Santa Gold. It was some mm-hmm. Santa Gold I song that was Santa playing Gold. through uh, yeah. the at the USC. Yeah. Event. And I was like, "What is this song?" And he's like, "Oh, hold on a second. And he shazammed it. And you were like, "I was like, this is fucking cool shit." I was like, this I is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool, man. Now it's built right into the iPhone. Like, you don't have to so have a separate wild. app anymore. Like Dude, the first person I knew in Memphis app. to have an iPhone was uh, Bryson. Bryson Lacamonas or something like that. And then he was the first one. And then a couple other people around him got him. I think he bought him for them. That's really what it was. And that's then awesome. like everybody else, I, I had, I had a seven up till our trip. Okay. No, that's cool. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I just had to get, you know, I was like, man, but the only reason I got it, because it, it was fucked up beyond recognition. Like I right. couldn't even answer, I couldn't answer calls or text. I could text. Mm-hmm. So like my boss, the big boss called me like this is super, the highest of the areas. He called me. I couldn't answer his phone call. I was like, Hey, I'm going to call you back when I'm on Bluetooth. He's like, what do you mean you can't answer my phone call? And he called again. I'm like, I, I'm trying to tell you, I can't answer this phone right. call. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
So then my, the boss above him, below him called me. He's like, Hey man, what's going on? Why aren't you answering the phone? I was like, I told you guys I can't answer the <laughs> fucking right. phone. Like I'm not dodging his call. I promise. Yeah, I, I guarantee you I want to answer his phone call. Physically can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But I rode that way for like two months. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're, you're, up, you're up to date here. Yeah. Do you have your thing in your mouth? I was like, why do you sound like that? You normally sound fucked up, but that's even worse now. <laughs> Don't wear that when we're recording. I have to. I have to keep it in for 20, 23 to 20. You can take it out for like 45 minutes. No, you can't. You can't. I'm telling you, I can only take it out while I'm eating. Pretend you're eating then. Well, I can't. Then is my it like you're in Invisalign or something? Yeah, I fucking hate it. I yeah. was like, man, what is you? You sound really weird. <laughs> uh, that's Dude, awesome. Dude, they fucking, like, you have to wear them, as you can see them, right? Yeah. George, I look disgusting. You can see all the fucking spit in my mouth. Uh, all right? I'll let spit. I, I, I honestly wouldn't have noticed it unless you told yeah, me. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I'm just like, so I asked, but say, I got to put them on Thursday, and I was like, I don't want to put them on. I don't want them. Is there another? Is there another? I'll pay the laugh fee. Yeah, you should have got veneered. I go. I go. I'll pay the. I was like, I'll pay the laugh fee. What you know? She was like, well, I think it's like twenty two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You've paid five hundred down to get them mm-hmm. made. And I was like, okay. Then she was the, the dentist comes in. She's like, just put the just just sit back. And she puts the little notches on my thing so so the Invisalign can attach. Oh, okay. And I'm like, so yesterday I was miserable. Like since Thursday, I've been miserable. Yesterday, all day at work. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> so then I asked. Then I asked Trisha. I go. Our friends. Up. Uh, she used to work at this place. I went. I called. I was like, "How long am I gonna fucking sound like this?" And she yeah. goes, "It just depends on your mouth. It might be two months. It Whoa. might be longer." Like Mike Tyson. <laughs> I was like a little bit. I was like. I was like. Right I, was like I was like. I was like. You didn't tell me this, and you didn't tell me that. Well, I knew you couldn't eat with the men. But I didn't know you had to keep them in a fucking 20, literally almost 24 hours How long do you have to wear them for? How many years? No, just nine months. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> nine, that's way better nine months. <laughs> I got um, I got 18 trays, so uh, it's times two, 36 weeks. That's cool. But I'm looking into other things right now, because I might just go pay that lab fee and call it a day. I mean, you're already committed now, man. Yeah, you're you Just ride it out. You're in. <sighs> I mean, you didn't have the best speech in the first place, so... I mean, <laughs> But. We're gonna tell people it's pre pre uh, <laughs> pre Invisalign. Yeah, now you can date it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, where can everybody find you at? Uh, oof. Um, um, Archer Recording Studio, uh, the Grand City Coffee Expo on November fifth at nine a.m. at Wiseacre Downtown. Um, or Crosstown Arts. I do a lot of live sound there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, also on, I guess, social media is that I think all mine are the Daniel Lynn, L Y N N. Where'd you find him on? Grind City Coffee. Grind City Coffee Instagram. Which now, is, is there a Grind City, Grind Coffee, City Coffee, like coffee shop? No coffee shop, just an event. Oh, okay. I thought there. See, I thought there was like a coffee shop called Grind City. Okay, so that's what I thought. Okay, so like the event is called Grind City. Grand Coffee. City Coffee Expo. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't see the expo part on there. Probably didn't. Well, it doesn't matter. He came in. Yeah. yeah. Had fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. I cool. wish we. Can you, I. I can't talk. I'm sound like him now. Uh, I hey. hope you can come back one time. Yeah. And we can have like a little bit longer conversation. Yeah. I'd be down. 
Yeah, you know a lot of information, man. Uh, (laughs) A lot of it's useless. (laughs) It's very informative. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I can help. Now, now when I'm selling selling Memphis Sands to my customer, I'm like, you know that water that goes into that beer right there is two thousand years old. Hence the name Memphis Sands. Oh, you work for Eagle? Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, like on the. on the box and on the can, you has like a little aquifer, yeah. you know. Like, I was oh like, yeah, I'm very familiar. When I first when I first saw that, I was like, "What the fuck am I looking at?" Right. And I was like, "That's what a lot of people." Yeah, yeah I, was, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like our water." Yeah. And one of my liquor stores is like, "That's the, the aquifer downtown or wherever, wherever it is, uh-huh. you know, whatever we sit on." I was like, "Oh, oh everywhere." Yeah. So like, bro, how big is it? Uh, it stretches from Arkansas to Memphis to oh, Mississippi. Shit. It's is huge. That fucking big. <clears throat> huge. Thank Damn, God everyone's no on the same page or keeping it clean. Like oh, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. There's oh. actually a fight between Mississippi and, and Tennessee right now. Um, Fucking uh, Mississippi. On who, who lays claim to the water and all kinds of things. So it's yeah. getting worked out though. Who the Native has- Americans do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what state covers most of it? Ooh, that's a good question. That was, is not one for me. Um, I wish I knew that. I can look that up. Protectoraquifer.org has a great map. <laughs> I'll have to look this up, man. This yeah. is interesting to me. Yeah. Like I said, lot, water is our life force, man. 100%. So to to try to like taint it in some way for profit is just ignorant. It's, it's lost to up. me, man. I mean, there's the people in Flint. I don't think they still even have running water or drink uh, drinkable water. I don't know where they're at right now. Because wasn't that like a cheap, like, fix they were trying to do and it ended up tainting the water i don't know they got lead in their water pretty bad that's the only thing i know at flint um yeah i i don't know as much as i should about that one didn't elon like send like some kind of he did who knows whatever (laughs) what is it called filter filter yeah he says like some kind of filter he created or something all the people that live there right elon yeah that guy (laughs) (laughs) that guy's a troll He's something. He's a troll, man. Like he's a rich troll. Like, uh, like his Twitter is trolling people all the time. <laughs> and like, he's something. I think it's pretty incredible what uh, the power of a tweet by one person can do. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it can drive markets. It can. Man, I thought I was gonna be a Dogecoin billionaire over here, dog. <laughs> <laughs> now my Dogecoin is like negative two hundred dollars. Saying like, kept it too long. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I appreciate Daniel. Thanks, appreciate man. you guys. Thank you so much, truly. And we're gonna come to the festival for sure. 100%. Yeah, come on. 100%. Come on. You said November fifth. November fifth at nine a.m. Is that a Saturday? I'm assuming it is Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Awesome. Thanks, Bye. guys.